You're listening to today's inspirational message on the Proverbs with Kurt Bjorklund. As we move into Proverbs 13, the chapter, if you were trying to find a theme, which again is hard to do with Proverbs because it seems like a lot of unconnected statements, but if you were trying to find a theme, I think it would be found around verse 12, where it says, Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a desire fulfilled is a tree of life. Now, that may appear just on the surface to say, in essence, that we need to get our desires fulfilled, but it probably is also just a statement about how we go about our lives and that sometimes we don't get our desires fulfilled when you look at the whole chapter because we have something lurking that is under the surface that can keep us from getting it. I'm reminded of a story I saw in the news recently where a family who had a home in the Pacific Northwest went to their cabin, their seasonal home, and while they were there, they noticed just a rumbling noise that continued uh, to be pretty constant. And after some time, they decided to go in the crawl space to see what the rumbling was under the cabin. And when they went under the cabin, they found not one bear, not two bears, not three, but five bears under their cabin in hibernation. And I heard that story and I thought, how perfect a scenario that is for what Proverbs 13 talks about. You're living your life thinking everything's fine, but there's something that's lurking, that's dangerous, that keeps us from finding and meeting our desires. Uh, Tim Keller wrote this about Proverbs 13, 12. He said, at the core of the human heart are not just emotions, but hopes, things we look to and trust in to make us happy. When something we long for is deferred or delayed, we become heart sick. And yet what he goes on to say is that we really try to get all of our desires met in this life. And by doing so, we load way too much into the journey of our current life. Now, having said that, what is lurking in chapter 13 below or in the crawl space of our lives, I believe is pride because pride is mentioned a couple different times in the chapter and it's alluded to several times as something that keeps us from wise actions that could actually bring about, at least in part, the fulfillment of desire. So here's, here's the first place where we see this. Verse 1, a wise son hears his father's instruction, but a scoffer does not listen to rebuke. Verse 19, a desire fulfilled is sweet to the soul. There's that idea again. But to turn away from evil is an abomination of fools. Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools suffers harm. And so a wise son hears instruction, but the scoffer turns away. Uh, The net notes, uh, net is the New English translation of the Bible, says a scoffer is the worst kind of fool. He has no respect for authority, reviles the worship of God, and is unteachable as he thinks he knows it all. One of the ways that pride shows itself is our, in our unwillingness to be corrected or to listen to other people. And one of the ways that this also shows itself is that we don't surround ourselves with wise people. We think we're wise enough not to need to surround ourselves with wise people. The Zondervan Study Bible in its notes on verse 20 says this, one's company plays an important role in shaping one's character. The SV study Bible says regular companions inevitably influence each other for good or for ill. 
Derek Kidner says that this is the education by friendship. And so sometimes our pride just keeps us from saying that we need to surround ourselves with people who are people who are wise in what they, they, they do. The message translation says, hang out with fools and watch your life fall to pieces. The New Living Translation says, associate with fools and get in trouble. The Living Bible says, be with wise men and become wise. Be with evil men and become evil. And what, again, this is ultimately talking about here is lacking judgment because we don't surround ourselves with wise people or people who will speak into our lives. So how do you know that who you're walking with is wise? Well, look at how their life is working. Is it working? Are their words wise? Are, are they pointing you to something that's higher, has a higher sense of authority, a sense of God in it? Because when those things are true, then you know that you are turning toward God, not away from God, because you're willing to heed rebuke. You're willing to hear rebuke. One other just thought on this idea, and this again has uh, something that comes from uh, Tim Keller in this, and it is this, and that is that, uh, and he quotes Derek Kidner, who says that to set your heart on any good thing is to weaken the power to assess it. It must be had at all cost, not now because of its worth, but because you have promised it to yourself. So what pride does is it is it draws us into something and we say, I can't be dissuaded from it, either by the wise example of others or the, or the rebuke of somebody who's gone before me. Thanks for joining us here today. There's a lot of great content to explore on Orchard Hill Plus and on the Orchard Hill main feed from the weekend. Have a great day.